When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. wherever you get your podcasts leave us a five-star review i'm leah here with pd and sean pd i feel like you need a clearing yeah i, I don't know what it is <laughs> like some some days you just wake up and and i know this used to be my my past life and i was grumpy steve i know for the most part i'm pretty positive and happy there's something about today i, I don't know what it is i'm fired up <laughs> I, i'm fired up today sorry so if i go off on some rants today there's some rants in the in the bank and, and i think i think part of it is on my way here, I drove by the Tempe Town Lake. And I don't know if, if people listening, I don't know if you're surprised by this news. The dump is still a dump. It has not turned into a park or low-income housing. It is still a dump. Yeah, still a dump. Uh, I feel like the roles have really, like, Craig left. Day one, you're in a press box wearing a button-down. Yeah. Craig is still gone. You're you have you're ready for some rants, and usually Craig's the Craig's one going ranting. on rants. So yep. should be interesting. But speaking of Craig, we actually did get an update from him. Um, he's I, in, do I? I don't even want to see it. I, I don't haven't know. seen it yet. Yeah. So Craig sent me this this morning um, to say hello to everybody. So <laughs> I don't. I don't know if I can take it today. Here's um, Craig from Paris. Hello, PHMX Coyotes. Day three here in Paris. Deepest apologies for not contacting you sooner, but I'm having such a divine time. Leah Darling, as a fellow concert de couture, sorry you're not here. PD and Sean chaps, thanks for holding down the fort while I'm away. Until next time. See, I, I don't need to see that. Like, literally, <laughs> don't need to see it. Like, having the time of his life. In a, in a, it looks Drinking like a movie. Just day. reminded me how poor I was with anything. <laughs> yeah. Like, I couldn't afford the glass he was drinking the drink out of, let alone Sipping being in the streets of He's like on the Hi. set of Mission Impossible <laughs> 6 right now. I'm just waiting for Tom Cruise to cruise by on a motorcycle. Like, what the hell? Who lives the life that Craig Morgan lives? That's unbelievable. But listen, he deserves the break. He really does. Craig works so hard. Um, he does not yes. take days off. So we he, love you, Craig. Yes, we love you, miss you. Hope you're having a good time. Um, which it seems like he is, based on that video. Yeah, it looks like he's having a good time, relaxing. And I, I, I think that's probably. I don't relax very well. <laughs> what? Yeah, I know. I don't relax. It's but what did we figure vacation was 2014. That's, that's that's almost a decade ago since I took a vacation. And even then I didn't relax. It's like, well, what's the dinner reservation? Where are we going? I don't. <sighs> PD, can I just like take you to a baseball game or something? Buddy, sometime? that's what I need. 
That is exactly what I need. But but here's my problem. I, I don't want to go to Chase Field. I want to go outside and I want to see the sun. I, I will drive. I will That's drive to San Diego. Oh, Triple A ball too. But is San Diego in Tucson. No. no, there's not. I don't there think they play, but I mean, they have like they have games. And get, how about ASU baseball? So it's, it's, it's over. Oh. It's over for the year. Uh, that's that's a scratch. Idea. I want to go outside, have a beer, and watch baseball. That's exactly what I, I need. Petey, I'm I not even clearing. joking. I would happily let's drive the let's five to, hours go, a weekend game. We know people that do that. The Diamondbacks thing. We could probably get a hookup at the. Okay, well, next good. time they they do takeovers. Uh, the takeovers. Like, Let's go. Yeah, we should go to the. Next I'll go. One. There's one Saturday, but it's sold out. But we should go to the next one. I will go. 100. percent That's what I mean. Right. Also, okay. if you want to get in the sun, I'm I'm down to drive to San Diego, Petey. Cheers. All right. Well, love that. Now that we've gotten, now that we are all in a happier mood. Yes. Um. Let's talk about some big things going on in, around the NHL. Um, okay. It feels like we haven't gone around the NHL in a while. Lots of big news. Coyotes ties, obviously. Um. With Brad Tree Living, former. Um. Coyotes assistant GM then went on to the Calgary Flames. Now is the GM of the Toronto Maple Leafs. We got news about Kyle Dubas landing in Pittsburgh this morning. There's still a couple of coaching vacancies. We got an apology from Bruce Cassidy. So lots, lots to get into today, PD. But let's start with Brad True Living because you actually know him. Um, he spent a lot of time here. He was my boss. Yeah. yeah. Um, and and you and Craig have actually stayed in contact with him over the years. He's actually been a guest on this show, yeah. believe it or not. Um, and now he is the general manager of the Toronto Maple Leafs. Not a quiet gig by any means. What are your thoughts on this hire for Toronto? First of all, I've always said this about people that work in hockey. I think the most important thing for people to be successful is to be a good person. I, I've always wanted to work in organizations or work for people that are good people first. And Brad is exactly that. I, I tell you what, he was a guy whose door was always open. I learned a lot from Brad. I felt that he also listened and respected what I did for a living. And when he went to Calgary, he was a guy, like I said, I kept in touch with and I still felt like I, I could ask questions and, and be involved with because what a wonderful person he is. I think this is a great hire for Toronto. I think he does an exceptional job of, as, as a general manager position, I think he he recognizes people. He gets people to perform underneath him. I think he understands talent. He always was kind of against against it in Calgary. One, there is a different ownership group there in Calgary than he's going to experience in Toronto. They're going to have different financial constraints um, from one to the other. There, there are no financial constraints in Toronto. So that was always a problem. Plus, in Calgary, it was difficult to get free agents. People, it wasn't one of the top five cities. It wasn't New York City. It wasn't Toronto. In, in Toronto, people want to go play in Toronto. So I think he's got so many things in his favor for this job that I think he'll help. Concern. What the hell is Brendan Shanahan going to do? And there's my concern. Brendan Shanahan is the president of hockey operations who Brad Trivling will Trey living will report to Brad Trey living has been a general manager in this league for nearly a decade on his own who reported directly to the ownership group with nobody in between. I'm not quite sure what Brendan Shanahan's role is going to be in the Brad Trey living era in Toronto. I'm not sure the need or the necessity of a president of hockey operations. I understand it with Dubas. He's a first time general manager. He's learning the ropes and it's Toronto. I get it. I don't understand the role of president of hockey operations. And I can say that league-wide. I don't get it. Like if I could go in today and you guys pay me more and make me president of uh, PHNX Coyotes podcast, and I'm the president, you pay me 
more than the guy underneath me, which would be you and Craig. Pay me more. And if anything goes wrong, it's your fault. Not my fault. I'm not the GM. You're the GM. It's your fault, not me. I'm the president. It's not my, so I have no responsibility. But when things go well, I'm the first guy at the microphone. I'm the first guy saying it's me. I don't understand the role. I don't get it. I, I look at there's 10 of those jobs in the National Hockey League that get paid more. And they're mostly, except for two, are former players that are sitting in that role as figureheads and advisors. Best job in hockey by far. I don't know what Brendan Shanahan does. That's Brad Treliving's role, and he should be able to report directly to the board. So I don't want to skip quite ahead to, to Dubis, but I just thought it was interesting that Kyle Dubis's title is president of hockey operations. And I watched part of the press conference this morning while I was getting ready to leave the house to come here. And it just felt like, why isn't he just the GM? Right. Why isn't he? Why isn't he just the GM? I don't understand. So what's the I, thing? I don't understand. It's a bullshit title. It, so what's the thing? Are you the GM or not the GM? Are you the guy making the decisions or are you not making the decisions? Why I, can't you be GM and president? Of and there are, there, there, there's at least one. Lou Lamarillo mm-hmm. is that. Mm-hmm. Um, David Poyle was kind of that, but now it's Barry Trotz and David Poyle. Um, so David Poyle, and I think David Poyle is just phasing himself out. So I don't think he's- And Barry a, Trotz has never been a GM. So it's, Right. So it's a little yeah. different. And I understand that. But there are so many. Joe Sackick. Joe Sackick's not the general manager of the Colorado Avalanche anymore. He is the president of hockey operations. Cam Neely, president of hockey operations for Boston. What the hell do they need him for? Either you're the general manager and you make the hockey decisions or you're not the general manager making hockey decisions. And there are places, and Vegas is a great example. Vegas, George McPhee's the general manager at the time. He isn't now. He was the general manager and Kelly McCrimmon was assistant general manager. And the thought was that Kelly McCrimmon is going to leave to become a general manager somewhere else, and we don't want him to leave. So I tell you what, we'll both do our same jobs. I'll be the GM, George McPhee, but I will now be president of hockey operations, and you, Kelly McCrimmon, will still do the same job functions you do now, but we'll just call you the general manager, but you still report to me. And now you don't have to leave. Huh? Like, I just don't get it. Wait, when are the owners going to go, wait a minute, I'm paying both of you to do one job? I don't either. You're an assistant GM and a GM, or I don't understand why you need the president. Do I don't think, get it. Do you think don't get it. in a place like Pittsburgh, for example, where the ownership is Fenway Sports Group, so it's more of like that corporate corporation thing rather than a single owner, like let's just say Alex Morello, who's a person who can have relationships, but Fenway Sports Group is it's a group, it's more corporate hat. Do you think that maybe the reason to have a president of hockey operations there is to have that middle man and have the GM be able to focus more on the on ice, the hockey, and then the the president is more the middleman between the owner and the hockey. In, in that reality, like that makes sense. Argument. In reality, yeah. that makes sense, but that's not how these hierarchies actually perform. Yeah. Because the when you go to a person like Brendan Shanahan, he makes the final decision on hockey. And so then what is Brad Treliving's final decision on hockey? I, I, I don't understand. And that, that's going to be an interesting dynamic moving forward because Brad for so long has been the final deci- yeah. decision maker. And you look at a team like the New York Rangers and they have Chris Drury. They don't have a president of hockey operations that deals with the Dolan family and, and everything that goes on with the New York Rangers. And that's a humongous organization yeah. with all kinds of business tentacles there. But they only have a general manager. Uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning, who has won the cup, they have a general manager. They don't have a president of hockey operations. It's an unusual job. And it, it, to me, it's it's you're an owner paying three to five million dollars because, yes, that's what the president makes. Three to what five million dollars a year to be an advisor. 
You're not doing the day-to-day, when is the bus, when is the plane. You're an advisor that they go, eh, I don't know if I like that trade. Do you I'll th- be golfing. Do you think in the situations of, of specifically Boston and Colorado, because of the two you mentioned, like they're former players that are the presidents, do you think there's like outside of, because even if they are kind of like uh, meaningless positions, like there's value in having those guys in the organization more as just being like, sure. hey, we're, we're still paying you and respecting you and yes. keeping you a part of this organization. 100%. But obviously that doesn't apply. That's Cam Neely. That's Joe Sackick. Yeah. You look at Martin Brodeur, his executive VP. Um, Keith Jones. Keith Jones just gets hired as yeah. president of hockey operations in Philadelphia with how much management experience? He's been on the TV for a He's like been on TV. <laughs> he sounds really good and you do a great interview. Keith, why don't you run the organization? What the hell is that? If I'm Danny Briere, this worked my way up to be an assistant GM in the in the minors, go to the this the 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 general manager of your AHL club. You've moved your way up and now you're the GM, but now you report to a guy that's been on TV. Keith Jones is a wonderful human being. He's a very, very nice man. I've heard nothing but great things about Keith Jones, but he's never done a job in management. And now he's in charge. Like I, I that this is my problem with that job. And I, I'm telling you what. There is not much distinction between the two jobs that can be handled by one. I don't care how big the organization is. It's just another layer. It's a way to lay blame and spread blame around. And I tell you what, if things go bad in Toronto, you know, Brendan Shanahan's not going to blame Brendan Shanahan because you didn't hear Brendan Shanahan's name coming up right now. Yeah. You heard Kyle Dubas and Keefe. Mm -hmm. That's who you heard. So this is my long way around to go. Brad Treliving can be the general manager of the Toronto Maple Leafs, but he should be able to report to the board of Maple Leaf um, MLSE. Yeah. He should be able to 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 report directly to the board because guess what? He's experienced enough. He's smart enough. He's good enough. Yeah. He's talented enough to do this on his own. And I'm not sure why you pay three to five million dollars for an advisor because he was a great player at one time. We'll see. What is like the current structure of the Coyotes? They have a general manager that reports to, to the owner. Does it do they report? Do they? Is well, like Javier? Probably, Javier, they, but Javier the doesn't owner. make hockey decisions. Only, only in that. What do they cost? So it's an economic figure that he will get involved. He won't say, "Well, I don't like that trade because of this player. He doesn't forecheck hard enough." Javier, Javier doesn't. Javier but, who, self-admittedly doesn't. Hundred percent. That's yeah. Bill. So, so Buck stops who with Bill when it comes to hockey. The Bill decision to hire Bill is that the Morellos and correct Javier. That's Morello. That was the interview process with the general manager goes through the ownership group. They interview the general manager. And that's why I wonder when you go to a, a structure like that in Toronto or Colorado with Joe Sakic. Who's the final say? George McPhee with Kelly McCrimmon. Who's the final? We're going to make this trade for Jack Eichel. You don't think that's a George McPhee decision? Like, I mean, Kelly might do all the legwork and make all the calls to the GMs, but ultimately it's the president. So I just don't understand the structure, and I don't understand if it's a if it's a, a blame game or it's a liability spreading it around or an owner just says, here's an extra three to five million dollars. And here's the last thing I'll say on this one, because you're paying a president three to five million dollars to be an advisor to a guy that you're paying one to three million dollars for to make those decisions. Fair. Mm-hmm. The general manager, one to three, in some cases, more million. You're paying a president three to five million to advise the guy making one to three. And then you're questioning how much to pay your hourly employees. And you're cutting people in your sales office and you're cutting people in your hockey operations office because you don't want to pay an extra X number of dollars per hour. That pisses me off. Yeah. Yep. OK, I'm done. Thank um, you. Caleb said more shields from being fired and more, more bullets to make changes. I hope so. Brad, Brad's great. I'm so, so excited to see him in this role. So yeah. So let's can we set aside yes. the the, done. the done. president yep. stuff to the and rant. just talk about 
Brad in Brad. Toronto. I think he came from Calgary, which is another Canadian market. Yep. Um, he went through hell last year, last summer, the moves he had to make. I know Calgary didn't have a great year. I think there are a lot of factors for that, but I think he did the best he could in the situation he was put in in mm-hmm. Calgary Agreed. with two massive pieces of that team wanting out. So I think if, if I think, you know, Kyle Dubas, he was an up and coming. He not it's not the same, but Kyle Dubas young, like John Chica, for example, right. young. So now to pivot back to someone with experience um, who's experienced in a Canadian market, who has years and years and years of GM and assistant GM experience, I think it's a good hire for Toronto in that sense. And I think he has his head on his shoulders. You know, I think he he's not afraid to make risks. We saw that um, with last summer in Calgary. He has his work cut out for him. Uh, there's a lot of things he needs to get done. Austin Matthews is entering the last year of his deal. Obviously, the salary cap situation, there's a lot of, you know, question marks. Did they have to trade one of the big guns? There's a lot on his plate. But I feel that he, honestly, of the the people that we've heard interviewing, maybe the best candidate available for this job. And I think the other thing too, and one thing we talked about what a good person he is, and I think he's a, a good evaluator of talent. The other thing that a general manager is responsible for is building relationships with other general managers. Because if, if, if you don't like general manager B, it's really hard to make a trade with that general manager. And or I you think might offer she a player on a, to we've right. seen that to screw, <laughs> to screw another GM. Yeah. So I think one of the other advantages, Toronto and, 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 Kyle Dubas was learning and he was learning those relationships and building those relationships on the fly. Brad has those established for years. Mm -hmm. And that's, I think that is going to be another benefit to what they're able to do in Toronto because he can, he can pick the pick, pick up the phone. He knows everybody and everybody likes him. He's not like, I don't want to deal with this asshole. No matter how bad I need to make this trade, I don't want to deal with him. And if you don't think that happens, you're just wrong. There are general managers that other general managers won't deal with. I don't, I don't want to deal with him. I'm done dealing with that guy. And it's hard to get them to move on a trade. And I don't think Brad's going to have those hurdles. So I think that's going to bode well for Toronto. Um, I think he's well-liked in the Toronto media as well. And he'll get a mulligan or two in Toronto, but Toronto needs to win. Mm-hmm. So the pressure right now becomes he's got to do some stuff quickly this summer. I mean, you know, we talked about the core four. In Toronto, something's going to have to happen. I mm-hmm. think the first mode of business is he's going to have to lock up Austin Matthews. Yeah. And that's first. Yeah. And then I still believe Toronto needs to move at least a piece of the core four, whether that's Marner or Nylander. Um, and then he's going to have to start looking through the UFA. So is the goaltending good enough there in Toronto? What are we going to have to do with defense? They have financial constraints based on cap mm-hmm. that, that he didn't have to deal with um, in the past. And... I said before, people want to go to Toronto. So if you want to get UFAs there, the the list is going to be really long. So he's got a full plate right now. Yeah. And he will not be able to participate in the draft. Yes, he will not be at the draft table. Right. So that's, but I feel like drafting is less of. It's not a concern in Toronto right now. Yeah, it is for their scouts, but that's about it. Right. Um, But so now we can shift to Kyle Dubas. Again, I felt like his press conference this morning felt very GM vibes. Their GM role is still open. They got asked about what their timeline is to hire a GM. Obviously, they're still in that process. Should be interesting, especially, and I don't like, I mean, just sound, I don't know, ages by saying this, but Kyle Dubas is is young. So you have to imagine any GM is going to step in and be older than Kyle Dubas. I wonder how that would feel then to report to Kyle. I don't know. It's just that that's just interesting to me. Um, But do you have any thoughts on 
I think from the second Kyle Dubas was done in Toronto, we heard his name associated with Pittsburgh. So it's not that big of a shock. I think the bigger shock to me is that he's not going to be GM, that he's going to be president. But here's the difference. And this kind of goes back to my, I won't beat the drum again on the president role, but here's what I think. So there's a lot of rumors out there, and I'm just Googling it right now. The NHL trade talk on MSN, the hockey news, right? Who may follow him there as the GM is Jason Spezza. And you talk about there's a relationship that they've already built together. And Jason Spezza falls into the category of a guy that doesn't have the experience quite there to become a full GM yet. And so to me, this is another one of those situations where it's going to be Dubas doing the job of a general manager Mm -hmm. that's doing the day-to-day, the trades, the hockey stuff, the big hockey stuff. And he'll have the title of president. And Jason Spezza will have the title of general manager, but really be doing the assistant general manager job and making some phone calls and and learning the role. And now you're paying, instead of paying a a combined 3.5 million, now you're going to pay 8 million. So the owner of the Pittsburgh Penguins, just be mindful of that. You've hired the right two guys, just maybe different titles. So... I, I, I wonder, I, I do believe Spezza's name will come up, but I still think Kyle Dubas is going to be, in all actuality, the general manager of the Pittsburgh okay. Penguins, even though his title will be president of hockey operations. He, he is going to be making the ultimate hockey decisions, and he's the general manager of the Pittsburgh Penguins for right now. That's the way I see it. Okay. Well, there you have it. And we'll you know follow along with their that GM hire. Um, and other GM news, we also saw Ron Francis extended in Seattle, um, think you know, he's done a really great job. We've seen, you know, from year one to year two, what that team has accomplished. So excited to see what he can continue to do in Seattle as well. So that's our GM slash president of hockey operations portion of the program. We'll talk about coaches next. Um, Before we do, Petey, you missed the... I know. 100 golf tournament last I wanted week. to go because I wanted the shirt. The shirt? I know. Oh, my God. First I know. of all, the picture is fire. In person, even more fire seeing everybody wearing them on the course. I got one. Because, Do you have one? Yeah. yeah. There were, there, they ran out of pretty much all of them, but I, I snagged a size small. Um, these the shirts, shirts were, were fire, the and they were by pins and aces. Caleb was there. Caleb, I saw um, at the tournament. I saw Caleb's pictures. You know what Caleb didn't do before he went to the golf tournament? Shave his beard. Well, shower. Oh, like well, what was that hair, Caleb? <laughs> like, buddy, your beef with him. You get out so of it. He get, as the golf tournament started at ten oh five. Caleb got out of bed at nine fifty five and said, "I think it'll be this hat today." Like, buddy. Good Lord. Try a brush. Don't do Caleb like that. Caleb, try a brush. Oh, my God. Well, everyone looked amazing, rocking their pins and aces out on the golf course. Uh, and they have a lot of cool stuff besides just merchandise, including a beer sleeve. Um, it's an Ooh. innovative product that allows you to store seven beers inside your golf bag and keeps drinks cold the entire round. So who doesn't want put that? Put your four peaks in the pins and aces beer sleeve. Um, amazing. They also have hats. They have streetwear as well. Check them out. Amazing stuff. Pins and Use the code PHNX to receive 15% off your first order and get free shipping. That's pins and aces.com. I, so on Tuesday, we got an illegal pizza delivery to the office. Yes. It, it arrived 20 minutes after I left. Cause I had to go to an appointment. I did the show from home. Missed yes. it again. Um, I was so dumb. I would literally, it ruined my whole day on Tuesday. I come in the office yesterday. There's leftovers. I was so happy because, oh my God. Was there queso? There was literally a, like. A bucket of queso. Like a, like a little soup. Could you eat the container. queso as a soup? I don't think it'd be very good. Okay. It does need a chip. 
Um, and the chips at Illegal Pete's also underrated. Very good. Um, so I had some tacos yesterday with barbacoa Ooh. and queso and fajita vegetables and salsa. Amazing. Amazing. So shout out Illegal Pete's. Um, and also check out their margaritas. Their margs. Underrated, underrated. Amazing. That's what my son says is the specialty of the margs. They're so good. Um, so you can kick off your week with Margarita Monday at Illegal Pete's. How about that? Margarita Mondays. Exclusive to Arizona location, $3 margs all day, every Monday. How about that? <laughs> I'm just Sorry, Caleb. I'm, all, I'm in for the Illegal Pete's. I'm sorry, Caleb. Oh, man. Uh, nothing, <laughs> nothing brights up that Monday mood more than soaking up the sun with a few margaritas. And don't forget about Taco Tuesdays, $2 tacos Margarita all day, Mondays, every Taco Tuesdays? Tuesday. Enjoy your favorite chicken, pork, and veggie tacos for just two bucks. So swing by, start your week off right at Illegal Pete's. Wow. wow. Can't go wrong. You really can't go wrong. That's good stuff. That's good stuff. <sighs> um, all right. Let's shift to coaching. Um, lots of coaching news. They're... We've gotten some coaching hires. Andrew Burnett, yep. um, who was the Florida coach, and then I think wasn't did he go to an assistant in yeah. in New Jersey? Yeah. That's what he did. He will be behind the bench in Nashville, um, which I feel like again we talk about the structure. You have now Barry Trotz in the GM yep. role, but a, a respected and tenured coach with maybe a newer coach like Andrew Burnett. I'm kind of excited about that hire i mean andrew burnett led the florida panthers to a president trophy winning season you know uh, what do you think about this hire i I like it i think (laughs) here's oh god i'm so so tired i'm so tired to do this because here we go again so andrew andrew burnett president's trophy winner florida so what should we do with that guy let's fire him let's fire the best record the franchise has ever had why don't we fire him so he becomes an assistant. And, 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 and apparently in that year where he got fired to be an assistant, he remembered how to coach again because now he's a head coach in the National Hockey League again. I think there are literally 10 guys that know how to coach hockey <laughs> because let's just keep fucking hiring them. Like John Hines gets fired again and he's rumored to be in the new job today. The New York Rangers. What the? There's more people than this. Okay. So let's move on. Spencer Carberry. Washington Capitals, first-time NHL head coach. He was the assistant in Toronto for the last two seasons. American coach. He coached AHL Hershey for three years before that, and I think he is now the youngest NHL coach at 41. Give him a chance. I think Keefe was was the youngest at 42. Um, He is now the youngest head coach, 41. Love it. Give him a chance. And and, and, and you know what, Brunette? I I think here's the deal. I I said there's a couple things about head coaches in national hockey that that you need. One and first and foremost, right now with today's players, that everybody's won their trophy and everybody wants to be loved and hugged. You got to be able to build relationships. That's number one. You have to be able to communicate with your players. Have to. If you can't, that player's calling their agent and they're going to get you fired. Period. <laughs> players have more pull today than they've ever had in the history of the league. If you don't make your star players happy, you're out. So that's one. Two, I think you need to be able to build that chemistry. And that's what Andre Tourigny has done, that you build the culture. And when we say culture, it's the chemistry of, hey, I like to come to the rink. I'm yeah. happy. I want to play hockey today. Yeah. You can't be an asshole. You can't be, I'm yelling at you. You need to skate harder. That Mike Keenan stuff's gone. Done. Not in the game anymore. Yeah. Can't be that way. So that's two. Three, and least important, is you need to know your X's and O's. That's least important. Because I think players know how to play the game now, and they play it more instinctually because the game is so fast. When it matters is... 
in the playoffs. When you play a same team six times, you need to try to outcoach somebody else. You need to make adjustments. One through 82, the X's and O's are less important than the other two factors, but I think they are important to win a Stanley Cup. Having said that, Carberry getting an opportunity to coach after coaching in the American League and doing it the right way, building your ladder and climbing and making it in is much more appealing to me than this guy got fired here, fired here, fired here. But guess what? He's going to work for our organization. He'll work here. But come on. Like uncle on that. What do you, like Dave Haxtell coaches in college. Jim Montgomery coached in college. They seem to be doing okay. Let's go to junior coaches, college coaches, American League coaches. Give some of these people a chance because guess what? That's where the new ideas come from. Those are the guys that are boots on the ground with the new style players are. Instead of recycling, Mike Babcock's name's coming up again. Like what Hell the no. come on, yeah. like moving on, please. So I, I, I think that it's time to give more people opportunities to get inside that coaching carousel instead of just looking at the same people who haven't had success somewhere else. But you look at the Stanley Cup finals right now. What do they have in common? The Stanley Cup finals, two head coaches coached somewhere else last year. Yeah. Again, they got fired and then they learned how to coach again enough to get a team to the finals. It's just mind boggling yeah. to me. So Paul Maurice and um, Bruce Cassidy have now learned how to coach again after being fired a year ago. Bear was hired out of juniors, correct? Yep. Correct. Love it. And, 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 look, and look how much the players yes. love playing for him. And the Something new ideas new. that exactly. he's brought in, and the philosophy. And we talk about the changing, yes. the evolution of coaches. And actually, um, Martin St. Louis was the guest on Spitting Chicklets this week. And I was listening to that on the drive-in. Just a lot of hockey um, stuff I've been consuming today. And he was talking, about, they were asking him about how coaching has evolved and how when he was a player versus now. And he was talking about, he was like, you can't, like you have to conserve like your bullets. You can't just fire bullets right. every time. You can be upset, but you have to come up with different ways to communicate with your players. Um, so it's just really interesting hearing yeah. him. And he's another first-time NHL right. head coach. Um, obviously, he went right from coaching his kids to the NHL. Right. There wasn't even much of an in-between there, but he you know, has obviously NHL Rob experience. who's had great success. Yeah. It's, it's just that young, let's yeah. try. It's cool. I yeah. think it's cool. And it's really, it's really interesting and cool to hear about that and another thing he said on the show was coaching NHL players and coaching, you know, 15 year olds is not that much different. Um, it's just, you know, getting them to to buy in and so, believe. So one of my welcome to the NHL moments, um, one of my first, it was my first year, it was 97, 98. I was, uh, my office is right behind the players bench at the old America West arena. And uh, um, Tevardoski, Oleg Tevardoski was a defenseman for um, the Arizona Coyotes. Well, Phoenix Coyotes at the time. Young, outstanding offensive player from Russia. And he was, he's an NHL player, Oleg Tevardoski. And one of the assistant coaches grabbed him and pulled him into my office so he didn't do this on the bench. And he was talking to him about the most basic plays in hockey. You could have been talking to a, a, a high school hockey player. Yeah. And it was the same conversation. And that was the realization for me that was like, oh my goodness. It's just hockey. Yeah. It's just they're better at it yeah. and they're faster and more skilled, but it's still just hockey. Yeah. And that's where there's the light bulb moment for me that you're right. The coaching, you're just coaching the exact same things to just really, really, really high skilled players. Mm -hmm. And so that was where I realized you're right. Talking, coaching kids and coaching NHL players is just the way you communicate to those players and their ability to do those things faster and better. Yep. So there's four vacant head, co head coaching spots remaining. Anaheim, Calgary, Columbus, Rangers. Which of those four, if you 
we're told you are the head coach I can pick. of one of these four teams. Which are you choosing and why? I'm going to New York. Okay. And I and the one thing that coaches want is you want to have success right away because it helps prolong your career in that city. I think the New York Rangers right now are built the best to win. Second would be Calgary. I think Calgary had a disappointing year. I think their goaltender was poor this year. I think Markstrom did not have the season they were expecting. Huberto underperformed. Kadri underperformed. I think their ability to raise the bar quicker in Calgary will be there, but I think the Rangers are built to win right now. Mm-hmm. I think they're one or two pieces of maneuvering by, by Chris Drury to make that team ready to make another run for the cup. I like the Rangers the best. I think it's if you can win in New York, it's like winning in Toronto. So I think that that would be the premier job. The ones for me that are much more difficult, Anaheim. Anaheim's tough. And, and there's there's a couple of reasons. I think they're young. I don't think they're ready to win yet. And you've got the Trevor Zegers problem. And we've talked about Zegers and how he fits in right now. Until he gets some veteran leadership above him and helping him guide his way through becoming a pro, I think he is going to be difficult for coaches and managers in the, in the short yeah. term and long term. You do so, have Adam Fantilli coming down the pipe. There are some great players there. And I think the yeah. future is going to be okay there. You just need to get a, a, some veterans to help guide that core group. So for me, the Rangers job is, is, is the premier job available. And I just think it became Chris Dury and Gerard Gallant. Gerard Gallant went there and did well. It's crazy how Gerard Gallant, like everywhere he goes, he does a really good job. And, and then he, gets fired. He gets fired. But here's one thing I know about Gerard. Gerard sticks to his guns. Gerard, Gerard Gallant's a guy that's confident enough to go to Chris Dury's office. I don't know this happened, by the way. I'm just, I know know him enough to go I don't agree with you and and a lot of head coaches you need to to go okay whatever you want to do GM uh, I'll coach whatever players you give yeah. me and Gerard's like no nah, you know I'm I've been around like, I don't yeah. like the direction we're going and unless we can find some common ground I think it's best I move on mm-hmm. um so I I'm not sure what the personality would be there and if it's John Hind Come on. Like, really? <laughs> I'm not sure he's the personality can manage that group of that. That group right now has some very heavy hitters in that New York Ranger locker room. I don't see a guy. I, I think that that team needs an experienced voice. We saw it with David Quinney, who, who's, again, getting better and getting his experience now out in San Jose. But I think they needed an experienced guy there. And we just got done talking about the recycling of coaches. The New York Ranger one's got to be a very, very, very good fit. Yeah. Like, because you're talking about some, some, you know, Zabenajad and Kreider and potentially Kane. And you've got some heavy hitters in that room. Yeah. You better get the right hire. Yeah. So let us know in the chat which of those four you would take. Um, I like what Nicholas said is kind of my line of thinking. If I want to win now in New York, if I'm looking to build something up for a long time. Plus, you got to think about weather. Do you want to commute to New York City? Do you want to do your every night? You got to go to MSG or you just cruise around to Anaheim right across from the ballpark. Disneyland on the weekend. Disneyland, buddy. There's something to be said for that because your coaches are looking at Columbus isn't a bad job either. Columbus. Because Jugrujo, they're going to have a good draft pick. like worse year last year than, Again, they, than they should have. Agreed. I think that's another program. The city is great. It's a college football town. It's a great sports town. I think that team is going to be better, and Johnny Hockey is going to be better. Yeah, you're probably oh. living downtown. <laughs> Buddy, I ain't living in. I'm on. A, I'm, I'm not. I don't like the city. I'm not living in the city. But then I got to drive in. That's why I don't. Okay. That's why I live here. So on a city level, just city. Which city are you choosing for your lifestyle? Columbus. Yeah. I, I love Columbus, actually. Columbus. Underrated city. Columbus, Anaheim, New York City, or what was the fourth one? Ottawa was one of them, right? No. no. Columbus, Calgary. Anaheim, Calgary. Cold. Cold. It's too cold. Yeah, it's, Anaheim. It's Anaheim. Yeah. I'm going to Anaheim. Oh, Columbus. Go to no, I'm going to Columbus. Disneyland and Angels games. 
Wow. Yeah, same. There you go. And I'm wow. Columbus. I'm right. Columbus, a little Midwestern chill. Love it. All right. Well, speaking of coaches, um, on Monday's show, we talked about Bruce Cassidy's comments, um, basically ricochet shots at the Coyotes saying we couldn't beat the Coyotes in January with this many turnovers, whatever it was. Um, we thought it was hilarious. Like, no yeah, harm. We, no really, harm. really no, no harm. And then this tweet comes out this week. Um Golden Knights coach Bruce Cassidy said today he apologized to the Coyotes for including them in his comments after game five of the Western Conference final quote. It was disrespectful. He said it was a dumb thing to say about puck management to bring another team in. This whole thing is so freaking funny to me. Yeah. I don't know why. I just think it's so fun. To I feel like bad have... for the guy. I know it's not his fault. I think it's just for me. It's so fun for the Coyotes to be part of like a hockey discussion rather than an arena discussion yes. that I'm like whatever like let's talk about it um it's so funny that he somehow like got pressured into reaching out and apologizing to the coyotes so I don't know if you saw some of the replies to the tweet he actually according to the guy who sent that tweet out um Cassidy like went out of his way to make sure that his apology like to make sure like he wanted to be the one to apologize yeah. like he was the one that kind of Started it's probably one of this. those things that you say it and then you get home later and you're like laying yeah, in yeah, bed. There's and absolutely thinking, no reason yeah. for it. Everyone else, everyone in the comments was like, this is a non-story. And he was like, the reporter was like, well, he wanted to tell you there. Bruce Cassidy wanted this out here. Okay. And I understand that. And and, and he, I mean, I'm I sure the second it, it came out of his it. mouth. And, and and I understand, we said it yesterday, I understand his meaning. Yeah. Like we, we're trying to get to the Stanley Cup final. We cannot play like that. And you can't play like that in the middle of in the middle of the season against a lower tier team. I get what he was saying. And he, you know what? He's not wrong. He's not wrong. It's just unfortunate that yeah. it had to be the Cowboys. And we think it's a funny thing. And we think it's hilarious. Yes. And also, so Bruce, Bruce, I mean, I guess Bruce, appreciate. And he's listening. If for anything, sure, right? if anything, I have more respect that he a he said it and that b he went out of his way. And he recognized that. Yeah, yeah, he probably he wasn't have just. Said it. He could have just been an asshole about it. And said, Kudos. Yeah. Kudos to Bruce Cassidy. So. <laughs> and I'm sure he's listening on his way to practice today. And the morning uh, they fly tomorrow. Where, what day is it today? It Thursday? is yeah, Thursday. Yeah, fly tomorrow. I think you tomorrow know what? Unless they go today. Yeah, so they fly today. Yeah. Oh, that's why my buddy didn't answer. Okay, that makes sense. For the Who's flying? Vegas isn't going anywhere. It's a oh, home Vegas game. is home. Yeah. Oh, never mind. So your buddy's just not answering you. Yeah, he's which ignoring is you. He's ignoring he you. Is, he is, yeah. Oh, man. Well, well, can you imagine the Stanley Cup parade down Las Vegas Boulevard? <gasps> it would be their second professional parade because the Aces just won, and they had a parade down the right boulevard. before the Formula One race. Oh, the Formula One race. Okay, well, lucky for us, we oh. live driving distance from Las Vegas. Um, it's yes. just about a four and a half hour drive. Really not that bad at all. So if you want to make a trip to Vegas anytime, you can do so and stop at Circle K on the way because there are there. plenty of there. Circle Ks along the way. They're there. I, I do, by the way. I stop. I stop at two Circle Ks. I always it's a true go story. to Circle Ks. Yep. Yeah, they have amazing snacks, first of all. Yep. Um, and right now it's so hot. Go inside, get a Polar Pop. Um, yep. And right now, if you text PHNX to 31310, you can join the SMS subscriber club. Get a buy one, get one free 50, or sorry, buy one, get one free offer on 32 ounce Polar Pops. Head to circlek.com slash store dash locator to find Circle K's near you. Before you continue on, do you know uh, our security guard downstairs, DJ? Yes. The young lady. That's yes. Really so I walked by her. This just literally just happened today. I was walking in and, and she had her headphones and I go, what are you doing? She goes, I'm playing a game. She goes, come see it. It's a Circle K game. No way. And it's kind of like Tetris, but it's a Circle K game. And you line up different things and you win stuff. She won a Polar Pop. What? Yep. She got 15 cents off of gas. What? And she won a Polar Pop. I don't know exactly how to play the game or where she got it. Go but it, investigate. Go investigate. Yeah. So she's all about, then she said she did it because she listened to us. So. 
Wow. Not us, the hockey show, but us, PHNX. Well, but, yeah, so, I, so thanks, DJ. Wow. So I'll find out more about the Circle yeah, K game. Yeah, report back tomorrow. I will. Report back tomorrow. Cool. Oh, man. Well, PD, you've been on one today. I think when you get home, yes. maybe take an OG's. Yeah. mellow out a little bit indica and the couch <laughs> uh yeah ogs they have something for everyone they have the aquaberry sleep edition they have strawberries and cream which is the cbd thc one-to-one ratio they have mixed bags of the fruits and creams watermelon red apple peach blackberries and cream orange creams cold peaches and cream delicious flavors something for everyone like i said microdose anything so check out ogs you can find them online at ogsbrands.com and on instagram at ogsbrands you can also find their products at your local dispensary but you got to be 21 or older to purchase all right last thing um i guess non-nhl related exactly but it's actually some exciting news logan cooley um has been named the 2023 jim johansson college player of the year award um which i feel like is a very prestigious title to be the college player of the year especially when he was a hobie baker finalist and didn't win um logan cooley led the ncaa with 38 assists he had 22 goals 60 points 60 points was second in points in the league and other people who have won this award if you know their names cole caulfield jack eichel johnny gaudreau so some good company there for logan cooley to win this award yeah i think it, we talked about him as a freshman might not get recognized as in the hobie conversation and then it goes to Fantilli. Um, I, I, Logan Cooley had a great year. He's a great hockey player. And I think that's, we talk about the bright side of what's coming here in Arizona. And I think Logan Cooley has got to be a part of that conversation. The concern is, and keeps coming back to the arena, continue to be <laughs> the arena. It, it, it's, it's the elephant in the room consistently. Anytime I, I know we want to talk hockey here in Arizona. And I know we want to talk about Logan Cooley, Dylan Gunther, all of those things, but until the arena deal gets some kind of direction, it's, it, it's, it's, we're not stating the obvious. So hopefully we can get past it so we can talk about what an exciting player Logan Cooley is going to be. And he's going to do it again in college. This, this university of Minnesota golden gopher team is going to be a hell of a hockey team. So you weren't here what you left and yes. we found out that he was going yep. back. So obviously the arena did factor into this, his yep. decision, which is something he did tell Craig. But that aside, what is the upside to him going back to college? Um, since we haven't, you and I haven't yeah. talked about this. And then what is the downside? Of him so there's two things. I I like him going back to college right now. Yeah. I do. And I, and I think we talk about a university like the University of Minnesota, the facilities that he's going to have to train in, the, the his access to practice. College players practice four days a week. They get a lot more practice time on on ice, teaching, learning, video work. They just have more resources. When you play in junior in Canada, you're playing more games. It's more styled to an NHL-style play. So you're learning to practice less and play more. So you get your experience from games. In college, you get your experience through practice and learning. I, I think the other thing that college does, and I think that f applies to the people in this room, is you learn to be an adult. Yeah. in college you learn to take you learn to to pay an electric bill you learn to to take care of yourself be get things done on time so i think on a maturity level i think it's good for him yeah. hockey level i think it's good for him and lastly if you were to bring him here next year where does he play like do, do you put him on the coyotes right now on a team that's still finding their way and is still not going to be competing for a playoff spot or does he go to Tucson and is that where he learns? Or can he be the big fish in a in a heck of a good hockey team and make a run for a national title again? Yeah. I really like him staying in college okay. another year. And I think physically he'll mature more. I think he'll get bigger, stronger. I think this is the best for his development. Yeah. And 
Chris Peters, when he came on our show, the day we learned about the decision, said it used to be one and done. Now it's two and through. That's kind of the trend we're seeing more. Clever. I like it. Yeah, with college. So, yeah. Listen, we we talk about overbaking all the time. Obviously, there's things that he's going to need to work on once he gets to the NHL or AHL level that's going to be a bit of a learning curve for him. But he's going to continue to, you know, he'll probably be at development camp again this summer. They're going to give him, like, he's going to walk away from that with a plan in place I think when we had, I think when we had Nathaniel Brooks on last year, um, they talked, or even it might have been Lee Stepniak, the relationship that the Coyotes people have with the coaches of their prospects. So Logan Cooley, he might be back in college, but he's not out on an island there. There's things that the Coyotes, Mm -hmm. you know, have for him to try and develop and do better. And, you know, we've talked about some of those I guess maybe gaps in his game or things he can improve upon. He can do that in college. And then maybe he'll still have a learning curve when he steps into the NHL, but maybe it'll be a little less because he's been able to focus. So we'll see. Um, I'm really looking forward to seeing him in the Kachina jersey and especially with all these accolades uh, it gives me more and more confidence that this was the best pick for the Coyotes in the draft last yeah and we'll see with another thing we'll talk the draft's coming up here again yep. and, and if you would have said to us at this time a year ago the the, the premier piece was still Shane Wright like it's at crazy. this close to the draft, it was, this close, shit, two days before the draft. The Coyotes was, passed on Shane The Wright. Coyotes passed on the presumptive number one pick that we had talked about for the entire season. And, and now you redraft and it's probably Logan Cooley. Yeah. So I know it's not Connor Bedard. I understand that that's clear and above, but it's going to be interesting at six. When we talk about a player that Logan Cooley is picked third becomes the guy that redrafting would be number one. It's curious to see where the number so six pick falls. maybe that is the number one pick yeah. that... The Coyotes, when we look back, back in hindsight, and say, oh, who he was, was the guy? The he was the guy. guy. Yeah. And then the guy that they get this year at six and 12 helped fill in that gap. Like you look at the Dallas Stars with Robertson well, and, and I Wyatt keep Johnston. saying Matthew Gachuk was a sixth pick. Yeah. So that we're, we're, we're okay. I'm excited. Yeah. The draft is coming. Yeehaw. Soon. Yeehaw. Boy, howdy. Um, yeah. Oh, I'm going to need Nashville some rest. With us, by How am I going to go on Broadway with a bunch of 20 year olds? <laughs> like you guys, like, I don't know if I can, like, DP and I are going to have to go, like, He's going to have to be like, he'll be my chaperone. <laughs> um, well, <sighs> Roaring Fork, who I saw in the comment earlier, by the way, like on a boat right now listening to us, um, I think in like North Dakota or something, yeah. said he would be the DD for people. Okay. So there we go. We got a ride. We got a ride. Copy that. Um, I'm going to take you up on that. So we're going to preview the Stanley Cup final tomorrow. So okay. I don't want to talk about it today, um, but get your bets in on BetMGM. Okay. Um, NBA final kicks off tonight. So okay. we're in the... Like this is the pristine time. Who's that? For is it the Celtics right and the Suns? Oh, no. too soon. Too soon. Uh, Nuggets Sorry. Heat. You can bet on it on BetMGM. And now we get every other night we get NBA, NHL, NBA, NHL. I literally right. double checked. I was like, the NHL would somehow like be on the same night. No, they they actually they just... thought ahead and, and did it separate. So copy that. Cool. There's something to bet on every day. Also, awesome. also baseball. Um, so if you want to make yourself some money, head on over to BetMGM. If you haven't signed up yet, use the bonus code PHNX. A few different offers depending on where you live, but for Arizona audience, you'll get up to $100 in bonus bets on your first wager with BetMGM. Again, make sure you use the code PHNX. Check out the show notes for full details. And now you can listen to Shane talk about the disclaimer. 
Disclaimer, 21 plus to wager. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in Washington, D.C., Mississippi, Nevada, New York, and Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369, New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP-ARIZONA, 1-800-522-4700, Kansas, Nevada, 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts, 1-800-BETS-OFF, Iowa, 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. Thank you, Shane. And I'm wearing my Four Peaks shirt today. Ironically, true story, I had mine in my hand. I didn't Oh my God. It. So I put this on this morning. I was like, Petey's going to wear it. I almost and did. It's but okay. then I thought of Friday. It's okay if we wear like our black PHNX shirts yeah. matching. That's a little black, aggressive. A little more subtle. This would have been a lot. Um, and I, I almost did. <laughs> so mine is, I was planning on tomorrow because tomorrow's Friday. Love it. Well, glad I wore mine today. Um, but I'm excited to drink Four Peaks tomorrow. Actually, we're going to be at BetMGM tomorrow. Yeah. Um, all day. We will be drinking Wow at 11 a.m. I promise. I can't I have wait. I prob- How much fun did I have at that show? That's where you want to see Positive Petey. Oh, my God. You that were so is where you find positive po- last was, time. Yeah. So maybe that I love the vibe. I'm so, going to get a Wow and at 11 a.m. Yeah. Positive Petey tomorrow. Come to BetMGM tomorrow. And if you can't make it during the day, come at night because we are doing a knockout, knockout night cornhole um that i believe it starts at seven so that will be at bet mgm as well join us out there um and they have a full bar at the sports book so you can get four peaks they have it on tap four peaks seems to be on tap everywhere you go in arizona they also sell it anywhere you buy a beer and you can stop by the a street pub so you can check out at four peaks brew or at four peaks pub to keep up with the latest at arizona's hometown brewery gotta be 21 or older to enjoy and please drink responsibly Anything else? No, I, I think we. I'm ready to talk um, playoff hockey tomorrow again. Me too. Let's get back into Looking hockey. forward to it. We had and, a little break, and let's get back at yeah, it. Yeah, and next week we'll talk more about the draft. We, Craig Button will be joining us um, to we talk. other guests, prospects. too. I forgot, but I know you told Yeah, me. we have some others coming up. Craig did reveal them all in his mailbag, so he if did, you want to go read remember. that. You, you told me yesterday, out. and I don't remember. Yeah, I know. It's okay. You don't pay attention to me. I'll but. know when they get here, though. All right. Right? Sounds... You'll just sit down in the chair. Who's yeah. calling? The, the phone's ringing. Perfect. Who's calling? Works for me. <laughs> oh, boy. All Lauren right. Kuby? Yeah, no. No. Sorry. <laughs> uh, everybody in the chat, thanks so much for being here. Please hit the like button. There are more of you watching than likes we have right now. So leave us a like, and if you're watching on YouTube, subscribe. Hit the notification bell so you never miss when we go live. If you're listening on audio, leave us a review and follow as well and you can follow us on twitter at s peters hockey at leah merrill craig out in paris at craig s morgan you can follow sean at sean underscore to pause follow the show at phnx underscore coyotes we're live monday through friday 11 a.m every day no matter what even in july even in august uh, yes we're here <laughs> um so become a diehard join our discord we're talking hockey all the time and uh we'll be back tomorrow So everybody, thanks so much for watching. Have a great rest of your Thursday and we'll see you on Friday.